You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 582. To ATV or not to ATV. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to this week's My Mac podcast, the mighty My Mac with the G-Man, that's Guy over in the US and myself, good old Gaz, here in the UK. Well, apparently the iPad Pro is rumoured to be up for pre-sale next week. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that a rumour about a pre-sales before general release, not from the manufacturer, about an announced product not yet for sale can be news Yes, of course. Um, Guy, he heard a rumour that the iPad Pro rumours are incorrect and has released this startling information for <laughs> pre-release to the press. Oh, that's the rumour. Excellent. That's the rumour anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, something I didn't, I didn't put in, uh, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because it's, it, you know, that's just how I am. It's pertinent. <clears throat> well, not really. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more pertinent than than the conversation that we were having just before starting this podcast. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, involving a a famous uh, Italian uh, playwright <laughs> <laughs> and a and a and a and a certain Bamako uh, uh, dictator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, we have a new cat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what happened? And, and and honestly, folks, if you're going to get a cat or a dog or or any kind of pet, be sure when you make this decision that you can actually keep it and not have to give it to someone else. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Um, my son Peter has a friend who was at. A uh, not really a pet store, but it's a store where you can buy all kinds of stuff for pets, and they have an, an adoption area uh, for um, cats and dogs that are you know kind of like a last chance kind of shelter thing. Yeah, and of course, you know, kittens being kittens, they're all cute and cuddly and all the rest of that. So this guy gets a cat and offers it as a present to his parents. Who have two dogs? <laughs> yeah, so this this was not working out very well. Sometimes that works, and sometimes it, it doesn't. It just sometimes it just doesn't. Um, so there, so here's this cat that needs to find a new home, and we were down to uh, just the one cat, uh, Shadow, who's about ten years old now, and you know I I. You give me a hard luck story, and I'm I'm I just melt like like butter in a microwave. Yeah, you're a big softy, aren't you? I am, well, especially when it comes to cats. I really I am a cat person. So we have this new cat. Um, Jelly is is the cat's name, and she's probably it's a Jelly Cat. Yeah, well, wasn't, actually, wasn't, she's more like there a Tabby. Jelly Cat game once before. Probably. Do I, do I remember a Jelly Cat game? Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. That's fine. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> we we have this new cat, and we were keeping it in one room in the house as it was, you know, kind of getting acclimated. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Jelly Cats. Jelly Cats on the iTunes. <laughs> it's an iOS game for Jelly Cats. Oh, it, it's actually and, – and, and boy, this is going to go way, way, way back. Do you remember when we had Danielle uh, Corsetto from um, Girls with Slingshots on? Uh, we were vaguely. talking – Yeah, it was quite some time ago. Uh, she had a character in her webcomic or it was yes. a whole series yes. of characters called Jelly Cats. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and they were basically cats with no bones. <laughs> and anyway. we just kind of oozle all over the place. So anyway, to, to make Back a to your story. <laughs> to make a long story incredibly much longer. Um we now have this this new cat and she's real cute and she runs all over the place and everyone is delighted about it except the old cat. <laughs> yeah, Shadow is less than pleased with the addition the new addition to the house, but uh so far it has been reduced to just hissing. Whenever, you know, the, the young cat comes in and if that's all she does, I can, you know, I can deal with that. So what's up with you? Well, um, it's been again, quite a busy week, but I've, um, I've been loving the 4k video on the iPhone. Right. Now you have the S model. I have the uh, 6S, yes. Okay. So I've been taking, okay, I haven't been taking a lot of 4K video because it does eat up a lot of memory. Um, but uh, um, I've been loving the 4K video. And and then <laughs> I've been extracting stills from the video afterwards. Really? Uh, and, you know, you, we yeah. need to talk about how you do that, how you do that. Well, ever so easy, ever so easy. I'll perhaps talk about it a little bit later, actually. Cause, okay. Uh, Guess what? Um, No, I won't let you guess. Um, We had bonfire night here in the UK this week. That's where we basically take an effigy of Guy Fawkes uh, and burn him on the top of a raging fire. I mean, who says that we're not a sophisticated country? (laughs) Yeah, I thought I felt a little warm. (laughs) Anyway, on bonfire night, and I've I've put a link in my piece, which you might want to put in the other links, which basically is a link to Guy Fawkes. So anybody outside of the United Kingdom doesn't know what Guy Fawkes and bonfire night is really all about you can follow that link and take a look but on bonfire night we have lots of firework displays and i took a short video of a display and then extracted some images and uh, more on that perhaps a little later else this section could go on and on and on i was also this week on bart's let's talk apple number 26 um chuck joiner and nick riley was also on and it was a good one and again i've put the link in my little piece which i'm sure guy will put into uh the links um which takes you over to that particular page and podcast and i have to say bart if you're listening uh, we did say it at the end of the show but i'm going to say it again Excellent show notes. Excellent show notes. Yeah, are you, and I haven't been on that show in a while, and I, I, I so wish I could. But it, it lately, when he's recording it, it, it just seems to be during the week. Yes. And yeah, that no, just doesn't work you, out. Well, I'm, I'm like five to seven hours behind, depending on you know where everybody is. Of yeah. course, you know people have been saying that about me for a, for a very, very long time. Uh, but that that's got nothing to do with with the particular podcast. Yeah, I I, I love. Um, I I haven't listened much to the Let's Talk Photography podcast because I'm not really a, a, a photo guy. But I I do always catch the the Let's Talk Apple one. Cool. Even when I'm not on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Were you ready to go over to the MyMac.com recent articles? Yeah, lots of um, lots of articles this week. And uh, initially, I thought that Sam Negri was taking over the world. Yeah, he's he was a he was a busy bunny. And funnily enough, tech fan seems to have found a new position in our show notes. I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> it, it and and it just doesn't seem right. It needs to be at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but we we do it in the order in which they're on the website. Correct. So, okay, so TechFan229 Spooky Devices. Ooh. This week, David is joined by special guest Donnie Yankalo. Who I met uh, that previous Thursday. Correct. He's a teacher, artist, and fellow tech enthusiast. The discussion ranges through the discoverability and take-up of Apple's newest features, the attitudes of tech of the youth today, what's wrong with the use of PowerPoint, and some weird iOS device happenings go over download take a listen and next up is the uh what is that easy acc easy act i'm just gonna call it easy act because that's what i do easy act dp 100 ultra portable bluetooth 4.0 speaker this is a review by nam segri this is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message well too bad the easy act dp 100 is a small Bluetooth speaker that provides clear room filling audio in a stylish design. It's a mere uh, small in size. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say that. And weighs about as much as an iPhone. Toss it into your backpack or handbag, and you'll hardly even know it's there. You'll reach into there and you'll say, What? Oh, it's my Easy Act DP100. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Snap Power Duplex USB Charger. This is a review by Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Well, there's lots well, of disapproving. You've got going lots on today. of disapproving to come, then, Sam. Um, if your workspace is getting cluttered with USB chargers, the Snap Power Duplex Charger will provide some relief. The charger is a faceplate for any standard US-style electrical outlet with a USB 2 port built in. It takes less than a minute to install. So if you're in the US, because this is really rather US-centric, uh, go over, take a read of Sam's review of the Snap Power Duplex USB charger. And next up, a uh, big surprise, the Kensington SureTrack Bluetooth mouse. This is a review by... This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Boy, he's just not happy with us this week. Uh, all mice are not created equal. Some are flimsy, some don't track very well, and others require a dongle in one of your USB ports. Then there are those made of such cheap plastic that one swat of your new cat's tail. Notice how I kind of work the new cat in? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Mousy yeah. commits suicide on your office floor. Uh, speaking of which, the cat really likes the our guinea pig. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw, I'll throw some. I've taken some mm, shots. Tasty. Well, the thing is, the the guinea pig is like about half the size of the cat, and I'm, you know, uh, our other cats have always ignored them or been afraid of them, but this one's like, yeah, let me stick my paw in there and see what happens. So I, I'm waiting for Bert the guinea pig to uh, to take a little chunk out of jelly. And I think that'll be the last time that Jelly puts her paw in there. Uh, anyway, um, uh, made of such cheap plastic that one swat, 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 swat of your cat, unswat, of your unswat cat's tail. 
and Mousy commits commits. Uh, uh, hold on a second. I got you said this. I know. Mousy commits suicide <laughs> on your office floor. The hinge of my last mouse's battery compartment fell apart, and I got tired of holding the batteries in place with tape. Uh, go on over to marmac.com and you too can read stuff that Sam wrote because there's a lot of it. <laughs> Audio Technica Sonic Pro 80H-CKR 10 in-ear headphones. This is a review by Wedwick Fells. This is Nam Segri. Oh, I disapprove of this message. Oh, sorry. The, audi- the Audio Technica <laughs> 80H-CKR10R as claimed by Audio Technica, the first dual phase pull drivers. Push pull dual drivers are common, used in speaker configuration to achieve reduction in harmonic distortion. The reduction in sorry, the reduction in distortion helps provide a more accurate, pure sound as the drivers are self-correcting each other. Go over and take a look at the <laughs> website. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's laughing because I'm trying to correct the next one, and I knew I'd forgotten to go in and correct it. I'll take care of it, don't worry. I'll get it completely right. You know that. <laughs> anyway, go over to the website and read Fred's. Uh, Fred, I, I'm presuming that he doesn't mind me calling him Fred. So, Frederick's um, review of the Audio Technica Sonic. Pros. Well, considering that you started off by calling him Wedowick, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine with Fred. Uh, next up is the AT-LP120 USB turntable. This is a review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. This is Nam. No, 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 Sam. Just... Ah, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Elisa grew up. <laughs> give in, give in, Sam. Give in. <laughs> Just give in to the dark side. Elisa grew up in the 1960s and 70s when the album, or LP, he says with air quotes, was the physical musical format. During those years and beyond, Elisa accumulated hundreds of albums and 45s, which are smaller versions of albums, usually containing one song on either side. And played at a faster speed. So, you know, it kind of sounds like the chipmunks. No, I'm, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, for people, you know, it, it, and this is something that real quick before we, before we move on. Regular long plane plastic albums, the, 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 the regular ones, played at what was known as uh, 33 and a third, which means that every single minute the entire disc would spin 33 and one third times as compared to the the singles format, which were called 45s, which, as you could probably guess, spun at 45 RPMs or 45 revolutions per minute. So that's what she means by uh, 45s and and long play albums. That's how fast that they spun on their their platters. Can't believe you're going through that. Uh, Well, it's what I do. Hey, you know, thoughts get in my head and what happens if they don't come out? Yeah. We it's all regret best. it later. We're, yes, we would. Okay, IK Multimedia iRig UA. This is a review by Wedewick Fells. <laughs> I um, like that. iRig UA by IK 
<clears throat> IK Multimedia is an audio interface that allows you to create real-time effects from any many from many Android devices. <sighs> uh, does it also allow you to do it from iOS devices? Anyway, it is very similar to IK's Multimedia iRig 2, but the UA adds built-in digital signal uh, processor, DSP, that expands its capabilities to become a digital recording interface. Go over to the website and take a read of Frederick's review yeah i actually i used something else and i'm trying to remember it was called the art pre 2 i think it was uh i think it was made by the company's name was art but it had like two xlr inputs and a usb output and could be powered via a nine volt battery though i i rigged up a a little plug-in power supply for it because i (laughs) i didn't trust nine volt batteries to keep going for However long a, a podcast might be recorded, kind of like what we're doing this week. If you would like to write for the MyMac.com website, all you have to do is have a great name like Frederick Wells and contact John Nemo. And to contact him, you would use his email address, which is Nemo, N-E-M-O, at MyMac.com. Excellent. Okay, so the G-Men get a little bit social, and Guy has put in uh, from Serenica Sassing a petition uh, to reverse the decision to introduce the new surveillance bill. Well, actually, that petition won't reverse the decision. What it will do, once it reaches a certain amount of signatures, is means that the government has to respond to the petition um and it it's still actually going to be up for debate anyway so um there there's a whole load of stuff going through in the UK at the moment which is actually a bit well a bit dictatorial to be honest with you yeah you Refer- know reference we... a conversation with someone we were having at the start of the show it might be better that he was there at the moment it feels that way at the moment so yeah it's not it's not very good actually it's not very good so why don't, why don't we talk about that in the center section why don't Just we talk about that in the center Think... section next week Think what you're doing. Think what you're doing and what you're asking to do. Because actually, yeah, anyway, I could go down a whole route. But there's the link to the petition. Um, I have signed it. So uh, if you're in the UK, I would sign it too. Yeah, I would sign it, but, you know. It's no point. <laughs> no, not really. Now, let's see. He's from the US. Why do we care again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is actually an important topic that, uh, that warrants a, a further discussion. But not this week. No. no. <laughs> uh, no. Eric, let's see. What's his last name? Diaz. Diaz. Uh, he says he's not trusting iCloud anymore and that iOS 9 broke his iCloud backups on his phone and all the updates have not fixed it. The other day, my iPhone had a warning and notification center about PhotoStream that he had actually swiped before reading. But as a result of, of whatever it said... He now only has one picture in his photo stream album on his iPhone, only 85 on his Mac, which, by the way, is not getting any new uh, pictures from his iPad via the said service. Uh, His iPad seems to be the only device working properly, and he's now syncing everything the old way. Apple doesn't get the cloud, and it's not getting better fast enough. Their loss, I'm downgrading to the free tier. Yeah, Alistair Jenks uh, jumped in and says, I honestly think that iCloud is just like any other software in that, for some people, for some of the time, it has serious problems. The huge downside is that 
is the almost complete lack of recourse when iCloud goes wrong. That's very well said. In other words, I don't begrudge iCloud having problems. It's okay for me currently, cross his fingers. But Apple need to accept that these problems are very real and need to offer effective way for them to be dealt with. I've heard of people ringing up for support and getting things sorted, sometimes even with some sort of compensation for troubles. But they are almost always prefaced by a drawn-out saga of getting to that point. Apple have more than enough earning power to provide decent first level supports such things and not just through apple stores which don't offer anything for the many countries that don't have them i don't blame you for giving in uh, and eric diaz responded and said <clears throat> that he had called twice but all he did was read step-by-step apple support documents there is a very long thread on the discussion page uh, at apple of people with the same problems who have tried all sorts of things and have come up with the same results Uh, He says that at least he's not alone and maybe another update will fix it. It's a good thing that they lowered the prices for iCloud. At least the expense is not that bad. And there'll be a link uh, in the show notes that that talk about uh, this particular issue. And if you go and look at the show notes for this particular podcast, you'll find it there. Cool. I think we're still on 154 Facebook um like so that's uh, all well and good we haven't had anybody drop off this last week we must have been extremely sensible ah, for some reason wait 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 i need to do something here hold on dun 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 Wowza. I told you I told you we'd get to two hundred by Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only a few more weeks ago. So all of you yeah. people that are listening to this I didn't say which Christmas. Oh. Well do you think that there will still be like uh, a United States or Europe by the Christmas that it finally happens? It'll be it'll be a United States of planet Earth by the time we get to <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, Gene Roddenberry would like that. Yeah, he would. He yeah. Would. Anyway, I think that's it for this section, Gaz. I think it is. Would you like me to take us out? Oh, please do so. Okay. Everybody stand by to stand by, because we'll be right back. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. <laughs> think about becoming a podcaster thinking wow you know that's probably way too hard well we have a solution the stoplight network is looking for brand new shows to join the network won't cost you a dime in fact you might actually make some money off of it so if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting drop me a line my name is tim robertson i am the host of tech fan I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time. the adoptive sons of Ugandan headhunters. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. (laughs) 
everyone, and welcome to the second session of the Mighty MyMac podcast number 582. One away from a big number, but we don't care about that. We're Actually, talking three about away. other things this week. Three I'd away. like to say, has Apple realized the in-app purchases are rather annoying? They are. I recently noticed that there is a section in the App Store feature, which um, in the App Store, which is the iOS App Store, uh, under Featured Collections, called Pay Once and Play. Yay! They've understood. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. And uh, some of those apps may be featuring in some of our picks in coming weeks. You never know. Have to wait and see. Yeah, now, I, I didn't even realize that uh, mm-hmm. that that was there. I, I'll have to take ah, a look at see. that myself yeah, because go, go have I hate, I, I despise that the yeah, whole. Yeah, it's called, It's under the featured uh, collections, and it's called Pay Once and Play. Okay, now come on, guy. I want to hear all about the Apple TV. I'm hearing and seeing so many people who are complaining about the signing in bit, but others. You know who you are, Carl, <laughs> are gushing, and I mean gushing about it. Now, I'm holding back until they fix this, uh, well, the use of that awful on-screen keyboard, and maybe the BBC get their iPlayer onto uh, the device. Um, anyway, I want to know your thoughts, Guy. So now, folks, sit back, because this could take some time, as I believe, much like it sounds like Carl does, guy may be taking his apple tv to bed as well <laughs> well no not taking it to bed um but uh i i do have to you know to, to start at the beginning um a very good place to, to start. start uh number one uh, yeah and you hear about this all the time the way apple packages their devices yeah and even in this case it is it's i mean you can tell that there is somebody at apple who spends, and I'm not saying that this is somebody that, that I would want to meet or be friends with, but they spend a lot of time working out all the details of how they package uh, their devices and, and what have you for either shipment or to, to be shown on the stores. It's, it's really, it, it's such a minimalist design that, you know, they fit everything into this, this small little box. And nothing moves. Everything is nice and tight, and there's not a whole lot of waste, which which I really do appreciate. And I won't talk about that anymore. But I, I do find it fascinating that Apple takes as much time as they do in just figuring out how to ship their products. Um, when I when I first took it out of the box, one thing that I liked about it was that they didn't reinvent a lot of the stuff that was existing in, in the previous one. Uh, for example, the, the power cord is the same power cord that the previous small black boxes have used, uh, I guess what, what, the second and third gen Apple TVs. So all I had to really do was disconnect the, the power cable to the old Apple TV, the, the second gen that we had upstairs and connect it to the new one. And then I was, Oh, and then, of course, the, the HDMI cable that, that plugs into the back of it that goes to the TV set. But that yeah. was really all I had to do. So I didn't have to you know move cables around or replace this and, and trace that out. It was just bink, 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 and it was, it was already starting to power up. And did uh, that go again? Bink, 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 bink. So it's, you, know, you, cool. you take them out the Apple, the Apple TV second gen, bink, bink, and then you take the new one, you bring that in, you plug them back in, bink, bink. 
that that's what cables sound like when they're plugged and unplugged. Bink. Excellent. Yeah, that's B I N K, by the way. Bink. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, powered it up. It came right up, and and this is something that they've done that I find really really cool. Now, I if you don't have an iPhone. I don't know if that this would work. Actually, I guess it wouldn't work with it with an Android device. But really, all I had to do was hold my phone near the Apple TV, and it took my Wi-Fi settings. It took my uh, network connections. It took my uh, the name of my iTunes account and downloaded all that in. Now I still had to put in my. Uh, uh, not iTunes password. It, well, it is the iTunes pa- my iCloud iTunes password. I had, did have to manually put that in, but just to have it connect up to my Wi-Fi network without me having to do anything, brilliant. I mean, that is that is just a, an amazing feature, and I hope that they continue on with that. So, why am I hearing lots of people having to use this keyboard? Well, you still, like I said, you still have to use the keyboard to put in your iCloud password. Right. And uh, any application that now something it didn't do. So it's just the iTunes and any other Wi-Fi settings. That yes. You can use the link. Right. Yes. But that's a huge time saver when you're first setting up one of these devices. Yeah. Uh, what it didn't do. And I think it's mostly because this is the first device that Apple has made in the TV market that had uh, an app store that had uh, iCloud settings that would be remembered beyond just things like, uh, you know, who you are and all the rest of that. Uh, but you still had to go in and you had to put in all of the applications and all of the content services that you wanted from the TVOS store, uh, which wasn't difficult, and it was it was easy to find the the stuff that I had had in there before. Um, but it would have been nice if, as part of the setup, it would have looked at an Apple TV that you had and kind of saved everything, and then just re-downloaded it back in. Uh, I'm guessing that the probably the next version of the Apple TV will be able to do that where you just plug in a new one and it says, Oh, well, do you want the settings from blah, 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 blah? You know, kind of like when you get a new iPhone or a new iPad, you can use the, the, the backup that you have of the previous one to pre-populate everything into it. Uh, yep. It does, that doesn't work that way with, with the new Apple TV. Now um, about the keyboard, it's not great. However, <laughs> if you compare it, to the keyboard that they had before, it is it is much better. It's still not great. And and on another note, talking about you know Apple, what were you thinking? They have the remote app, which does with the update to the remote app, it does something that's kind of cool. Have they updated it then? I thought they were still waiting for the update to the remote well, app so they could utilize it with the uh, with the new Apple TV software. Well, you still can't. However, yeah. it was, the, the remote app was updated in such a way that is kind of cool. But it doesn't work completely the way it should yet. Number one, you can't use the remote app 
to like type in something on the new Apple TV. You can't use the remote app to kind of go from menu to menu, but something that you can do that the remote app now does is besides linking up to whatever Apple TVs you have apart from the new one, um, it'll also look at your library, your iTunes library that you have locally and any movies, TV shows, music, podcasts, whatever, you can select them from the remote app. It, it, it's I almost like autumn. Well, you can with AirDrop. But no, I thought you could do. I thought you could do that before. No, I don't remember seeing that before. The only thing I used to see on uh, the remote app, and uh, granted, I haven't used it in a while, so maybe it was there. Was it just saw the Apple TVs, and then once I hit it, you okay. can kind of swipe around. Okay, well, I'm not sure. I thought it was there before, but I might be mistaken. Okay, well, it, it's kind of like auto airdrop because if you select a movie or a TV show or whatever content you have in iTunes, it automatically pushes it right up or brings it up through uh, whatever links that the Apple TV has back to your iTunes library and starts to play the content. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So uh, the on-screen keyboard, I think once they get the remote app fixed and I'm anticipating that they'll probably come out with the same for, and I don't know why they wouldn't, why, you know, come out with a remote app for uh, Android so that people that have an, a, uh, an Android phone can still use all the functionality that is so much easier to use on a smartphone as compared to the, the, the remote that they give you. Uh, it would just it would just make things so much easier. Now, speaking of the remote, now, now we're we're going to talk about the remote a little bit. It's it's certainly better than the the little chiclet remote, though it's not really that much bigger or smaller than the, than the one they had before. It's okay. Um, as I, I I've only downloaded one game, and there is there is a definite quarter to half second lag depending probably depending on how far away you are from the device from the time that that you move it and because there is an accelerometer inside of the remote so as you basically for like car games which is what i downloaded you hold it sideways and uh I, i'm guessing with some car games there'll be a button on there that that's for the accelerator and, and there'll be another one for other functions but in the one I downloaded, which is it's oh I can't even remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it doesn't really matter. I didn't use it that long. Uh, it's basically the the car that you have when it, the game actually starts. It's it, the the car's accelerator is pressed all the way down, <laughs> and and the only thing that you really control besides steering it, if you hit the the pad on top, which is kind of a, a push pad. You apply the brakes so that you can do, you know, slides and and or drifting and you know things like that as you're controlling the car, and so that's that's okay. Uh, I, I'm guessing that as time goes on and, and this process becomes uh, a, a little more established, remember that this is really the the first generation for what Apple's trying to do with the Apple TV, and it, it, I'm sure it'll get better. And other people will have remotes that will possibly work a little bit faster and, and give you a few more options than what the remote that Apple gives you has. Um, it's, it's not bad. Uh, one thing that works really well and I'm really digging is the Siri integration. 
Yeah. That, that is just amazing though. It's not, it's certainly not flawless. Uh, when I was setting it up, uh, my son, Peter was there in the room with me and he was just itching to, to grab that remote and try it himself. The, the, the Siri integration and what he what he said into it was Godzilla 2014. He wanted to see what it would bring up for the the Godzilla movie that came out last year. That of course this is in iTunes and we also had it in our our local library. But when he said Godzilla 2014, Siri had no idea what he was talking about. So when he just said Godzilla, it did bring up those movies as well as every other right, Godzilla right. movie that we have in our collection. Um, but it wasn't able to specifically go to just that movie by so saying twenty fourteen because yeah, they 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 kind of spoke about that, didn't they? As you as you dive in, you can de you know kind of get into a genre. Perhaps it's all well and good, but you can't give it a uh, a sub category. You kind of have to say Godzilla, and then if you'd said most recent or twenty fourteen, it might have then found the more recent one. Maybe. Possibly, I don't know. I'm guessing. Maybe. Um, now, I did get the 64 gig one. Ah, before before you leave the remote, actually. Yeah. One thing. One thing that I would find really useful is if I can use that remote to control some aspects of my TV, like powering on and off volume. There is another. Control it, do, it does on my do TV. volume. Can Can you do that with this remote? It does do volume. If uh, you're controlling so, so the it volume, won't power the TV on. No. No, it won't. Uh, And that only works if if the sound that you listen to from your TV is actually coming from the TV. Uh, Like, for example, downstairs in the main family room, we have a a Sony receiver that is connected up. You know, the sound comes out of the TV to the receiver and then goes from that receiver to some powered speakers. It won't control that. It's just looking at the TV itself. Yeah, well, I've I've kind of set my TV up because I I go through the uh, similar sort of setup, but I've I've basically set it up so that um, the v- separate volume control is on as high a point as it is. So when you go into the TV, you can then control the volume coming through that output. So yeah, but the, the fact that it doesn't power on the TV is a bit pointless then because you still need the other remote to be able to power on the TV. Yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping that as time goes on that there will be other remotes for it. I, I know that, uh, I think it was Logitech had been, yeah, or had do, made, is it the harmony range or something? Maybe? Yeah. Now I had that and it supposedly had a way to connect up to the Apple TV. I could never get it to work. Yeah. I've got it to work. I've got mine to work. Well, maybe I, or, you know, maybe I'm stupid. Well, <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. it's weird. I say that just like, just like that's, like in question at all <laughs> i i could anyway, not get it to work. size 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 wise yeah size matters no it's it's <laughs> it's not that big and uh like i said that the the top of the remote i was talking about the size because you you moved off the remote and i jumped you back and then i'm trying to get you back onto the uh uh the, the memory that you bought oh oh i bought the uh, the 64 gig one Right. Um, and I did notice that when I got the game, it, it went through a couple of – it was weird because it kind of went through a couple of different stages. And I don't know – I'm hoping it won't, wouldn't have to do this every single time, but it would remember or keep you – know, if you have the – especially if you have the 64 gig model, 
if it would hold on to the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten apps that you had, you had downloaded. But what it does, you go into the you go into the store, you pick a let's just say you pick a particular game. It goes through downloading the game, and then when the game when you go to play the game, it goes back again to get the rest of the game, which I thought was weird. And depending on the size of the game, it can take a significant amount of time. It was a couple of minutes while I was waiting for for that car game to finish loading up. And wow. I think that that's, that's a fail that yeah. it really, at the time that you are getting the game and whether it's a free game uh, or you're purchasing it or, or however, uh, at the time that you tell it to download it, it should download the entire thing so that when you go to play it, you don't have to wait for another download. It, it just starts it unless for whatever reason you have enough purchased stuff or you've done enough things with it that it's no longer resonant within the internal memory, the internal storage of the Apple TV, and it has to go back and get it. That wouldn't bother me. But right out of the gate, when I don't have a whole lot of stuff loaded onto the Apple TV, it should just go ahead and download that game and have it ready at the time that I want to play it. True, true. Now, I think there's... I I, kind of mentioned this before. I think there's one or two things that Apple... You know, they've said in the past that the Apple TV is a hobby, and that's that's rubbish, really. You know, but a company of that size to have a hobby, yeah, yeah, right. Um, that's absolutely rubbish. But to come out now, they really should have hit the, the ground running, I think. And they've, I think they have tripped up on a few parts. Um, I, I will end up buying one. I'll definitely end up buying one because there's lots of things that are honestly, guess it's it. worth it. It really is. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I shall end up getting one definitely. But you know, I think they could have they could have hit the ground running a bit more than they they than it seems that they have done. But there you go. There you go. Now I do have some other complaints, but it's not necessarily about the device itself. Okay. Um, for example. And they, they kind of did this with the old one too, and it really pissed me off in the way it worked, where you would say, okay, I want to watch content from this particular channel that, that's preloaded into the old Apple TV. And they, so you, you'd hit it, and it would come up and say, oh, well, you need to go to our website and register and get this code and all that. And it's like, you know what? That is, that's, that's BS. If you want to have content on a, on a, a, a multimedia device like this, have it set up and ready to go at the time that the person purchases it. Because I'll tell you what, all of those channels that was trying to force me to go to their website and register and give them information and all the rest of that, I just said, you know what, you, the stuff you have just is not that important. And I, I, I skipped it. It's like, you know, I, I've, I'm paying for Netflix and I don't have to go through all this, this crap when I want to watch something on Netflix. I just go yeah. to Netflix and I start to watch it. Now, if I, I understand that you have content that you have to pay for. I understand that you have bandwidth that you have to pay for to get that content to me. I get that. I'm not saying everything should be free and you, know, I, you don't get nothing in return. Show ads. Show a 30-second ad before you start to show me the content. That's fine. Put an ad in the middle of the content. That's fine. But don't expect me to sign up through Facebook or with my email address or with anything else 
just to watch a little bit of anime videos or to, or whatever, or whatever the content is that, that you want to show me, because I'm just going to, I'm going to pass you right by. And if you're looking for other ways to monetize, you know, Apple has, has built into this as well, unless I have this wrong, the whole iAds thing. So Apple is gathering a lot of information about you and about what you look for online and all these other things, and they hold on to that information. And so when you tell Apple, well, I need to put in an ad to this particular person, Apple can go through their database and say, oh, well, this person goes to a lot of pet stores. So let's give him a pet store ad, or let's give him a new car ad, or let's give him uh, the commercial for the new James Bond flick, or you know anything that it is that the person that's going to watch the content is going to be interested in instead of just showing me uh, another commercial for diapers or feminine hygiene products that I don't care about and that I'm going to tune out. Show me ads and Apple can do this for you. Show me ads for things that I'm going to be interested in. And then you get your money on the back end through, through those people who have agreed to use Apple's iAd services. And one of the, the, and I, we're running kind of late, so I, I want to. I don't want to. Yeah, go, yeah. So hurry up and finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the CBS app, which uh, if I don't know if you've heard this or not, there's going to be a new Star Trek TV show. Yeah. Next year, and the only place other than the pilot, the only place you're going to be able to watch this is through CBS's online service, for which you have to pay five dollars and ninety nine cents for. Now, if that was just for their current content and things that they're only going to show online, that would be ridiculous. However, CBS has done something kind of smart with this. It's still overpriced. Don't get me wrong. But the other thing that they're doing is they're going into the back catalog because they own Paramount. So they're going into Paramount's back catalog. And besides all the new stuff that they have on the CBS network and the new stuff to come, they're also showing you the complete back catalogs for shows like I Love Lucy, showing you uh, all the Star Trek shows, all the, uh, the comedy taxi episodes, all of these shows that they have had, or a lot of the shows that they've had since the beginning of – CBS as a network will be available to be viewed through this application. And as far as I can tell without ads now, if CBS would reduce that from five ninety nine a month to say one ninety nine a month and show 30 second ads, or at least offer that as an option, that would be fantastic. One ninety nine for all of that content every month, even with an ad is just brilliant. And the thing is with a lot of these TV shows, there's already little breaks put in for ads. So why the hell not reduce the price, build up your audience and still get paid. Okay. So we've moved off the Apple TV a little bit. I think we've come to the end because it sounds to me like you really like the Apple TV trying to get it back, back on song. See guy, see yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. See what I'm 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds like you really like the Apple TV, and other than perhaps a few apps and things which uh, may be causing a bit of a problem, you'd recommend it at the moment? I would. Or for, or for people to wait? Well, yes? No? Yeah. No, I would say uh, unless – now, if you already have uh, an older generation Apple TV – and if you only use it every once in a while or you only use it for the, the content that you have uh, with iTunes, then you could probably wait. Oh, you know what? And I just thought of this. If you remember back when we first started talking about the Apple TV, I said there is no way in hell that Apple would allow Plex onto the Apple TV. Do you remember that? Uh, I think we've mentioned this before, haven't we? Yeah. And we meant, we, we may have mentioned the fact that it is actually on the it Apple is. TV. So, it is. So you said it wouldn't go, is that I right? I said it wouldn't, and I was I was wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so how, how, wrong. how wrong were you, sorry? Uh, I was wrong cubed. <laughs> cubed wrong. So that the Plex service is on there, and I haven't tried it yet. I did download the app onto the Apple TV, um, and I'm I'm contemplating whether or not to go ahead and set up the Plex service here at the house. Probably on the same Mac Mini that I, I currently use my my iTunes for. Uh, I got plenty of room for it, and I certainly have plenty of um, uh, local content that's outside of the iTunes store that I could use. Okay. Right. Let's, let's finish this now. Shall yeah. We? Otherwise it'll go into a whole, <laughs> yeah, don't want to do that. All right. Everyone, please stand by to watch Apple TV to stand by to watch Apple TV. Yeah. And we'll be, Hey guys, we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks. movie fan, a film fan, well, check out the International Film Club podcast right here on the Spotlight Network. Tim Chatton and Alex Barker dive into a different movie every time, ranging from classics to some of the newer stuff and sometimes some obscure stuff that you actually might enjoy. So check out the International Film Club podcast right here on the Spotlight Network. Number one in our time slot. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> and welcome everyone back to the last section of the MyMac.com podcast. This, this, uh, this has been a very interesting show, guys. Really interesting. I'm nodding my head in agreement. Wow. Fast, too. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. That particular nod for starting Gases tip was not planned ahead of time. I get I get your hints now. I get them. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. Okay, I don't know about you, Guy, but I use Notes a lot. And now that it easily syncs across my Mac, see Ooh, what I did there, clever. and my iOS devices, I'm using it even more. One of the things I use it for is lists. Well, in Notes, now there's an option, a little circle with a ticket tick in it in the menu bar that automatically creates a list when you click on it. 
it gives you a very satisfying checkbox that you can mark once you've done that particular item in that list. Done, done. Mm, I'm done. Um, you can also quickly create a checklist when you're in a note uh, or when you're creating a new note by pressing Command, uh, sorry, Shift and Command and L. So that's Shift, Command and L. And basically a new list or checklist will start up in the note that you're in. Yeah, we actually, we use this here at the house because I do most of the grocery shopping. Right. And of course, you know, both my wife uh, and my boys use Macs and Apple devices. So yeah. we, I put together a grocery list and I said, well, if there's anything you need from the grocery store, put it in notes. So as a checklist. So they do. And that way, uh, when I'm at the grocery store, and ca- instead of carrying a piece of paper with the handwritings of, of four different people that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, decipher, I've got this nice, neat, checklist and I, as I go through it, Oh, I got that. I got this, I got that. And it's a bunk, 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 bunk. And that's what that sounds like as compared to like cables. That goes <laughs> bink, bink, bink and that's bunk. an extra tip on Gaz's tip. Yeah. Yeah. I use it for grocery lists and it yes, works out yes, really an, great. I agree with me guy. That's an extra tip. I am Gaz's nodding tip. my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. <laughs> Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Bing and bonk. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Have you, got a, have you got a pick this I, week? I barely, I barely have a pick. I, I, you it was, barely it, have a pick. Yeah, it was a struggle. I was trying to think, <laughs> think of something I hadn't done a thousand times before. Uh, and in this case, I think I've only done this one 500 times before. It's Duplicate Detective by FIP. Lab, and uh, there'll be a link in the show notes for it. It's also on the the, the Mac App Store. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents, and you can use this to find all those duplicates of pictures and, and iTunes content and and everything else that you have that's just taken up all this room. A couple of clicks, it all goes away. It works really well, easy to use, and it's uh, relatively inexpensive. Two ninety nine from Fip Lab. Excellent. Excellent. They've got a few apps, actually, haven't they? Yeah. I've got quite a number of apps. Anyway, um, do I have a pick? Yes, I bet you do. I do. Okay, this is Shutter for extracting images from the video on your iOS device. Ah, ah you see. Now, it was actually shown on a recent screencast Gaz, on my iOS episode, right. and it's free. <laughs> so basically what you do is you take your video, you go into the app, you choose the particular video, and then you can scroll through with a very nice uh, round scroller bar, much like the old click wheel on the iOS devices. Sometimes actually it can't keep up with you, but but it's not too bad. You can also scrub through the video as well and get to a section where you want to take some video. You click on the central button. It takes you to a little bit of an editing process, which you can do on the picture, and then you can save it, share it, or what I do is save it to the app or to the, uh, the Photos app. And uh, when you go back into your Photos app, Hey, voila, it's there. And it's quite easy once you've saved it to the photo um, application to go back and do another one. So, you know, you can't just do one at a time. You can do as many as you like in one session. Uh, So that is Shutter, currently free for your iOS device for extracting a clip, an image from any of your videos. 
And uh, does that also work with uh, the new S devices where it, it takes like one and a half seconds of video before and after a picture? I haven't tried that um, I because I don't take too many of those particular types of pictures. But um, I would imagine that it could, but I don't know. I'll have to perhaps give it a test. Yeah, because that but was that something could, we were could, talking about. The answer to that question, folks, could be in the after show. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We can, we'll check that out, and, and maybe it'll be in you know that part of the show that we don't normally talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a people's pick this week, guys. Can you uh, believe I, it? I, I I can't. Well, I know you can because we talked about it before we started. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's it's a hackable text editor for the twenty first and a half century. And it's called Adam uh, at GitHub. They're building the text editor that uh, they say we, but I think Dave always wanted hackable to the core, but approachable on the first day without ever touching a config file. And they can't wait to see what you build with it. Yeah, I think um, I think actually that uh, someone else really likes this particular uh, application and that would be Mr. Bart Bouchotts. So, uh, yeah, have I? I think we've mentioned it before. So, it, um, I think Alistair has actually picked a cracker here. Yeah, I, I took a quick look at it. I, you know, because I don't code, uh, I, I don't know what I would use it for. But I, again, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to dwell on it that much. But I am going to go back and look at it because I would love. Uh, like especially for things like the show notes that I, I put together that I put into um, uh, the the iTunes metadata for the podcast, yep. things like that, where I, I'm using um, uh, what is the free one with Apple? Just text or what's that? Text called? edit. Text edit. Yeah, that's what I'm currently using. Uh, I'm wondering how well it would work with like RSS feeds and, and things along those lines. But I mean, we'll see. I, I think it's uh, it's certainly something that that is needed. Now, and no, Shutter can't collect images from um, live photos. Oh, damn, 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 damn! I think damn. there's another way of doing that. Perhaps we'll investigate that for next week. Yeah, I would really love to know because that was like one of the things that that kind of hacked me off that you you've got all these images yeah i think from i think one and a half seconds I'm, on I'm either pretty side sure we're doing it so i'll do some investigation for next week well you could drop it into something like iMovie and extract it from that but that's not you know i was thinking of a solution that was actually from within the photos app as you're taking the picture so that you don't have to go into something else but you know i don't know we'll see you're talking apple here guy yeah wait a second <sighs> Okay, I feel better. <laughs> Good. Uh, Gaz, how can people get a hold of you? Ever so easy. Uh, go over to the thing called Twitters. <laughs> I, I think that's it. And type in Gazmaz, and I'm sure you will find me. That's G-A-Z-M-A-Z. You can also email me, gazmaz at mymac.com. No, sorry, gaz at mymac.com. Sorry, gaz at mymac.com. It's G-A-Z. You can also contact both Guy and myself on the Twitters, 
Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-D-G-A-Z. You can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com. That's feedback, F-W-E-D-B-A-C-K, at mymac.com. We also have a Skype number. We do. Skype number, which, if you are outside the United States of America, is plus one, 703436950. That's plus one, if you're outside the US, 703 Four three six nine five zero one guy. Yeah, if people wanted to contact you. How would they do it? Well, they should call the Skype number, which is seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Is that it? Is that the only? No, way they can no, no. There's you? there's other ways. There's so many other ways. Uh, you can contact me via email. Uh, it's my email address is guy at mymac dot com, and I too, just like what, Gaz. What was, what was that? I too. No, no. <laughs> iTunes. No, guy at guy at mymac dot com. M y m a c. Is that G u y? Is that yeah? It's G u y. What at mymac m y m y m a c dot com. Uh, you can also just like Gaz and just like Gaz and myself, you can find me uh, all by my lonesome on the Twitters and uh, my email address or email. Oh my god, <sighs> my Twitter name. Yeah, I know. Well, it's 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 getting rough here. Uh, and it's only it's not even it's like barely after twelve here in the US and, and I'm already losing it. Uh my Twitter name is Mac Parrot. <coughs> Mac Parrot <coughs> And huh, I would like to say, you know, number one, thanks everybody. If you have downloaded the MyMac.com podcast in the past, now, or in the future. We love you for it. Thank you so very, very much. We do. do. And Gaz, you know, I think that we're good enough, smart enough, and actually jelly cat gone it. People (laughs) like us. Uh, It's a long one. Nidi Zachuma Chaka Tispano Pa Ons. Financials, Akahala, Analagaza, Apulu, Nidi Zikuneneka, Kutigulu, Limutzi, Limeni, Liri Kari, Kwambiri, Kwambiri, Wathada, Kuposa, Winner, Alien, Aliens, Capena, Chicken Dinner, Chicken. Chicken Danzak, please. Adza Kanala, Nagati, Ati Yesatana, Ati Yesasi, Ati Yesetasa, Nukuleka, Nukuleka. How long does this go on for? It's almost done. Kutero, Karimbi, Nadalama. Apparently. Chichua is not the son of a favourite hairy Star Wars character. <laughs> oh, finish this, guys. Finish it. Oh. And... Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist.
I'll Google Translate. I, I mean, basically, <laughs> I'll come up with uh, – you see what it says there on the bottom. Yeah, with the fiscal year now over and all the financials have been announced, Apple is apparently the only the one company that is still more doomed than any other or would be if they'd stopped making so much damn – or so <laughs> making so damn much money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as I go through the various language – now, in some ways – you know, some of these languages that they have in here, mm-hmm. it, when the, the actual words come up to translate it, it's not in Roman characters. Like if you hit Thai, oh my yeah. God. You know, yeah. if I put, actually, hold, let me paste. This is, I'm going to copy this and I'm going to put this into the show notes underneath where we just were. And I'm curious to see what actually comes up. There it is. Can't see anything. Ah, right. Now, somebody in Thailand would look at that and go, oh, yeah, that means that with the fiscal year now over and all the financials have been announced, blah, 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 blah. But we look at that and just go, you know, WTF. (laughs) And they actually, and to be fair to Google, they do put in, I'm going to put this in. Underneath that, kind of a uh, a literal Roman character translation. But right. there's so much other crap in it. It'd be like cab pi negib carngin me, and I don't even know what that a and e character in like the sixth or seventh word that is kind of pushed together. It's L A E A, but the A and the E are pushed together in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have isn't no that, freaking um, idea what that is. Uh, isn't that? Um, it's a mess. Oh, Amiga, something like that. No, um, Omega or uh, Amiga or Omega, um, Amiga was a, co- a computer made by this company that was. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Omega is that that kind of it's got it's kind of flat on the bottom and goes in a round circle. Right. Yeah, I have seen that that type of um, A and E used elsewhere. Actually, no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not even going to go through all the all the way through that. But yeah, uh, I I do. Thank you. I <laughs> I do. <laughs> Try to find ones where at least the words are pronounceable because yeah, otherwise yeah, otherwise yeah, it would just yeah, be a hot mess. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, but it, it has to be pronounceable but funny enough as you go through it that it will make me laugh. And I was laughing a lot at this one. As long as I can make you happy. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of what you know this world is here for. True. To make Very me true. happy. Not that I'm – oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All right. You want me to do the title this week? Um, yeah. Is that okay, that title or not? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You do it then. Okay. You can start. <laughs> You're just waiting for me to start so you can jump in. <laughs> I, don't mind. I went to see James Bond last night. Oh, you did? How was it? I enjoyed it. It's good. It's good, yeah. I'm hoping that this that I mean I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I've really really liked Daniel Craig as James Bond. I, I think the fact that they've gotten 
the character, you know, kind of back to his, his, you know, the way he was in the books as compared to just being so hung up on gadgets. Yeah. Which yeah. is what they, yeah. And what, what kills me is that Pierce Brosnan really wanted to be the next James Bond, but he couldn't at the time that they were looking to replace Roger Moore because he was doing that Remington steel TV show and, yeah. they, and they wouldn't yeah. let him out of his contract to do it. Um, and so they got Timothy Dalton who was not a bad bond. Actually, neither one of them were bad bonds. They were just not good movies. No, that's right. That's right. Because I think that if they had done Casino Royale the way that they did it with Daniel Craig with either one of them, that they would have just done brilliant with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My Mac cool. Podcast 582 start, to ATV <laughs> or not to AV. <laughs> damn, damn it. I was almost through it. God. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for action. Damn <laughs> Oh, excrement! <laughs> I was, I was doing, I was powering through it. I was powering through it, and then just couldn't, couldn't. Flash my name. Flash by nature. I just couldn't finish the deed. That's what she said. Anyway. Anyway. That is the question. That is the question, as we say it in a bad German accent. I don't know what we're doing now in a German accent. As it was Shakespeare. Yeah, I know. Well, wasn't he German? <laughs> Nicely done, yeah. Reinforce the persona of Americans not knowing a thing about anything outside exactly, of the United exactly. States. <laughs> Whereas we know full well you know who Shakespeare was. Oh, uh, yeah, of course they do. You know, I, I think, and, and to invoke Godwin's law here, William yeah. Shakespeare and Hitler, best buds. I, 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 I think that's true. That's what yeah. I heard. Yeah. I, I read that. around at about the same time. Yeah, it? yeah. I read that in a book somewhere. Of course, <laughs> of course it was an American book. <laughs> oh, oh, God, my mind should be outlawed in like so many ways. Oh. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got a case of the giggles. Just, <laughs> that's good I'm just thinking about Adolf Hitler and William Shakespeare standing on a podium screaming in German at a big audience <laughs> my mind is just like oh that's just wrong that is just yeah. so wrong yeah it is wrong you're <sighs> so wrong I am I am that makes me feel like this <laughs> yes it does <laughs> Jazz, do you, you are the intro absolutely you right to? I'm sorry Am I dropping out? No, no, no. I just, I hit soundboard at the same time you started to talk. Right, okay. Um, are you going to do the intro or do you want me to? No, no, you can, you can start us off this week. Um, G5 um, iMac. Shall I, shall I turn it into an ant farm? <laughs> well, you certainly could. I, uh, you, you may want to remove the innards first, otherwise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. Yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Otherwise, the the ants will be kind of like, you know, what the, what the hell is this? Oh, you know what you do is you you leave all the innards in, dump a bunch of ants in there, and then plug it in. <laughs> and every right. once in a while, and just wait. Every and every once in a while, you'll just hear a little. <laughs> <laughs> and end up with uh, mutant radiated ants all over your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite 
closest to a bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good thing. 